Had an awesome guest on the show today talking about something she founded called the St. Nick Project. I love talking to her, and I love hearing the stories. You bet, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to us helping out with that this year, and hopefully we uh, do a great job at the Kelly and Wood Christmas Party on December 14th. Also at HR Files, I have a forwarded email getting people in hot water. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's just me. I'm sorry. That's funny. It did, it did seem it – w- it was funny, but you know I get nervous. And the trash flash – Sausage was a, a, a main thing with the prison prices right in this. You'll hear it all right now coming up on the podcast. We got your tickets to go check out Chris Stapleton, and we're doing the prison prices right. I believe that we have Rachel on the phone. Rachel, you there? I am. Holly, are you there? I am. Ladies, let's play a round of the prison prices right. Hey! Now, this, of course, I have an item from the prison commissary. You will tell me how much you think it costs from the big house. Now, we don't care about going over or under whatever. It's just the two closest, and then we'll advance on. Kelly Jordan, you're representing the texters. Texting in the word podcast to 320-656-9453 right now. And we'll start off with you, Rhonda. You ever been into jail? I have not. Okay. Know anybody on the inside? I don't, luckily. Okay, a line walker, Kelly Jordan. Yes, that's what I like to say. What about you, Holly? Ever been to prison? Nope. Know anybody uh, on the inside? Just police officers. Okay. So we got two line walkers. Still an upper hand, though, by knowing people on the inside. True. So, Do do any of them work the uh, cash register at the commissary? Uh, no. Okay. Okay, all right. So I feel like we're all on equal footing here, and we'll start off with our first item up for bid. In the prison, Price is Right. I'm hungry, Kelly. Ah, yeah. Now, Kelly Jordan, keep it together here, all right? Okay. The first item up for bid is Big Mama Sausage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, I didn't know this was a female prison. (laughs) We'll start off with you, Holly. How much would you pay from the prison commissary in the prison Price is Right for Big Mama Sausage? They had to know when they were buying that particular brand. Watch yourself. <laughs> just like a ring of sausage or like a package? Like, what is this? I don't know. I imagine it's just kind of almost like a beef jerky type thing, you know, like a Slim Jim, but obviously made by Big Mama. Okay. Um, $2. Big Mama Sausage. All right, Rhonda, how much would you pay in the prison prices right for Big Mama Sausage? (laughs) Ooh, that's the guess I was going to have. So let me do $250. $250. All right, Kelly Jordan, representing the Texters. How much would you pay in the prison prices right? For Big Mama Sausage. How many ounces is this sausage? It does not say. If, if I had the... How long is it? The... <laughs> <laughs> Sir, we're not that kind of show. I'm going to need uh, your guess, please. Right. I'm going to say $1.50. $1.50. Uh, let me do some quick math. Wow. Wow. By one penny. Kelly Jordan, you are eliminated. No! Big Mama Sausage actually costs $2.01. Oh, man. Holly almost on the nose. Rhonda, 49 cents off. Kelly Jordan, 51 cents off. All right. So step aside, Kelly Jordan. It's now Rhonda v. Holly. And our second and final item up for bid here today are greeting cards. It's one, a single birthday greeting card for an adult female. Rhonda, you go first this time. How much would you pay in the prison prices right for one birthday card for an adult female 
From the prison commissary. I'm going to say... $1.25. All right. Holly, your turn for a chance to go see Chris Stapleton, Lainey Wilson, the whole shebang. How much would you pay in the prison prices right at the prison commissary for in a birthday card for an adult female? $1. One dollar even. Well, Holly, you were closer. It was 85 cents. Rhonda, I apologize. You gave it a hell of a, a ride. All right. But unfortunately, you come up short. But hey, there's always tomorrow. That's right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. So, Holly, our winner here. How? Who are you going to take with you to see Chris Stapleton? My husband. He absolutely loves him. We've debated on buying tickets. So I'm super excited to tell Heck, him I won. That's awesome. Honestly, don't tell me you won. Just tell me you got tickets. Merry Christmas. Right. I spent my hard-earned cash on these. Yeah. Your secret's safe with me. There's no way I could keep a straight face. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly and Wood. The Kelly and Wood Christmas party is coming up December 14th at Raleigh's Rednecks and Longnecks, and we decided this year to team up with the St. Nick Project. Mm-hmm. That means when you come to the Kelly and Wood Christmas party, we want you to bring a new unwrapped toy, or they'll even take cash donations. Yeah, that'll get you some extra entries into all the tickets we've got. I mean, we've got Kenny Chesney tickets, we've got Chris Stapleton tickets, we got Winstock tickets, and your way to get in. Well, if you show up and play games, you're automatically entered. Yeah, you don't have you don't have to give a donation. Right. But we're just asking if you could. This time of year, and it's for a great local cause. Right, and we're here with Tanya Pika, and you're with the St. Nick Project. I actually founded the St. Nick Project oh, six wow. years ago. So okay. St. Nick started um, the year my youngest daughter was born. We had saved up for my maternity leave, and then my husband's truck broke down, and we needed $3,000 of repairs. So by Christmas, we were caught back up, but we weren't going to get Christmas that year for our kids. So we um, reached out to a local charity, a different local charity, and when the gifts came, it was my kids were like three and, you know, almost one at the time. And the gifts were for like a seven and nine year old. Okay. So I was like, what do I do with these? So I posted them on Facebook and I was like, can anybody use these? Like, I can't use them. Can anybody else? And then I noticed that there was a lot of families like, how do we get help for Christmas? And even more families like, where do we, you know, go to adopt a family? And so I was like, well, wouldn't it be amazing if we could just link these two up? So six years ago, that's how we started. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. What sets the St. Nick Project apart then? I think what people like about us is that it is, so we have families that adopt with us uh, or that ask to be adopted. Mm -hmm. And then another family can ask to adopt a family and we give them the whole family wish list and they go and shop. So it's not just like, here, take my $50 donation. Although we do take that too. We'll take donations. We'll take toys. But it's here, I can go shop for a family. So they can take their kids out and shop for another kid. Okay. Um, so I think that is what makes us a little bit more unique. How many families are you up to? So we um, took a little bit of a decline this year. And I think that's, I don't even know why it is. I think people are just trying to get by on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, the first year, 12 days before Christmas, we did 12 families. Um, the second year, we were up to 64. Whoa. The third year, we were up to, I think, 78. And then we went up to about 108. Wow. And then last year, I finally got our 501c3 so that we could start asking for more corporate donors because it can only go so far. Yeah. Um, and so this year, we're at 95 families right now. Um, I had um, a social worker reach out to me this morning that they have four families that they know are going to need help this Christmas. And could we please help? So we're going to add probably, we'll probably be at about 105 by the time we're done. Wow. 
That so, is so many families you're helping. That's it is. A, I did not expect that high of a number. That's amazing. I um I did the quick calculations this morning, just where we're at right now. We will run through about fifteen hundred gifts this Christmas. That's just the families, um, and we'll bring we'll have about thirty thousand dollars go through the wow. organization. Incredible. So two years ago, we were down on donors. Um, it was right before we did the five hundred one c three, and so we it was myself and another director. Um, out of pocket did about $5,000. And that's when I was like, we can't do this anymore. Right. So like, yeah. how do we do this? Wow. Um, in 2020, we also started the um, Adopt-A-Grandparent program when um, COVID locked the nursing homes down. Yeah. Elderly were struggling with their mental health. Mm-hmm. And so we put the Adopt-A-Grandparent program together so families can also adopt a grandparent and then the gifts go to the nursing homes. Oh, so, oh man, that's great. So yeah, so we do about 120 of those too. I used to do it with one other girl and we got too big. And so I added on a couple directors that helped me out and they're always like, Tanya, you need to stop. And I'm like, nope, we're just going to keep going. Just add it on to my list. That's <laughs> awesome, man. That's so cool. And so we're actually going to talk with someone here in a second that, uh, that you helped through the St. Nick project. Yeah. So, um, funny story. Well, not funny for her, but, um, her husband got sick a few years ago and, um, I did not know this, but we had helped her family. She was nominated by, um, another family. So we helped her family. Um, this last summer, my daughter got Miss Melrose or little Miss Melrose and okay. her daughter is one of the princesses. And she's like, oh, you helped my family. And I'm like, we did. <laughs> I mean, when you're running 120 families yeah. through every year, sometimes the names right. get lost in the yeah. shuffle. But yeah, so she's like, I have no problem talking about St. Nick Project. So well, let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll get Kayla on the phone. And again, we're talking with Tanya from the St. Nick Project because when we do the Kelly and Wood Christmas party, December 14th at Raleigh's, you don't have to bring a toy. You don't have to bring a cash donation. You can just show up and come on in. Mm-hmm. But if you would like to, we would like for you to, and it'll give you extra chances to win when we start playing games. And obviously, it's going towards a fantastic cause. Heck yeah, it is. All right, so we're going to get Kayla on the phone with us next, who was helped by the St. Nick Project. Kelly and Wood. So we're on the phone with Kayla now, who was actually helped out by the St. Nick Project. Is that correct, Kayla? Yes, it is. So what was the circumstance? How did you find yourself needing help? Uh, My husband was actually battling stage 4 cancer, and um, we were just, I don't know who had recommended us, how our name got in there, but all of a sudden they showed up at our door. And my husband and I have um, three children, and at the time they were all under 10 years old. And it was just amazing. Someone had, like I said, put our names in there, and all of a sudden they show up at our door, and the kids were just ecstatic, and it just helped for that year because with my husband going through treatments, of course, money was tight, um, but it was just, it was amazing, and I'm very, very grateful, and it just made the kids' Christmas a little bit extra during that hard time. I bet. How old are your, How old are the kids now? Twelve, eight. Almost nine and six. Okay. So my middle one's almost nine. And so what did that mean to you when, when that happened on Christmas? That there's, as much as you hear the bad stuff, that there's still a lot of good in the world and a lot of good people. Yeah, we always try and talk about that on the show. Like if you just, you know, turn off the news for a while and actually talk to your neighbors, you'll see that there's some really good people out there. And stories like this definitely show that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And being living in a small community, it's amazing. And just the support and everything you get. I couldn't have asked for more for me, my kids. Unfortunately, my husband lost his battle. Um, But yeah, I just very, very grateful. And something your kids will probably you and your kids will probably remember for the rest of your lives that when they came through like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. The kids, I mean, 
even just with that, it just showed, okay, this is what you can do for people. Look at our time. Look at what we were going through. And they all have such kind hearts. And so if they see someone needing help or anything like that, then they will jump in and help out and just shows that no matter what, you can you can be that good. Absolutely. You can be that vessel of goodness. Kayla, we really appreciate you coming on the air with us and telling us how the St. Nick Project helped you. Yeah, absolutely. Not a problem. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. And Tanya, that's just one of hundreds of people you've helped out with the St. Nick Project. I can't imagine hearing that story a hundred times over. And I do. And it's kind of funny. I was actually in the grocery store a couple weeks ago and a lady ran up behind me and she's like, you don't know me, but I was just talking about you at lunch today. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And and she's like, the lady that was with me um, got help from St. Nick last year. And she was just saying how wonderful it was and how it helped their family. And it's so nice. And even like on a personal level for my children, because they do this with me during Christmas. So my kids will donate their allowance from October to December and then they buy for other kids. Wow. Because they've talked about, you know, there's every kid doesn't have a Christmas. Mm -hmm. So they will buy for other kids. So, and my kids are six and eight. So, but they've been doing it their whole life. So we've just raised them to believe that, you know, when you have, you give back to others. That's amazing. So, okay, if people can't come to the Kelly Wood Christmas party, but they still want to donate to the St. Nick Project, St. Nick Project, how can they do that? So we have a Facebook page where we have an Amazon wish list, a Walmart wish list, which I have to update now because we're on my way here today. An organization reached out and said, we're going to buy off your whole Walmart wish list. So it'll be coming to you. We had that last year too. Somebody said, we're going to buy your whole Amazon wish list. Oh my God. Um, but I still have like 10 families I don't even have on there. So, um, can we so say who that was? So we give them a little bit of love. It was the Christmas care drive. Okay. And they did a annual fundraising auction. And they had more than they were expecting to raise. So all of their extra funds bought off our Walmart wish list. Wow. So that was huge. Because every year about this time, I hit a wall every year. And I'm like, okay, we have like 10 families on standby. We have not everybody purchased for yet. What are we going to do? How are we going to do this? Because I personally feel like every kid should wake up with something at Christmas. You bet. And we buy for the parents too. Because when I was a kid... And we were poor. I remember being stressed out, like, why am I getting all these gifts and my mom doesn't have anything to open? <laughs> yeah. So we buy for the parents, too, just for mental health of the kids. But, you know, I get to this point where I hit a wall and I'm like, how are we going to do this? And then I get your message about coming on the show and I get this lady about wa- buying the Walmart wish list. And, you know, we get all these things that start coming in. And I'm like, OK, I can do this one more year. <laughs> so. Well, that's awesome. So, yeah, I just looked it up. So, if you just go to Facebook and do the St. Nick Project, it'll come yep. right up. You yep. can also text in the word Nick, the 320-656-9453. That's Nick, N-I-C-K, and it'll kick it back a direct link to it. Awesome. And then, like we said, the Kelly and Wood Christmas Party, December 14th at Raleigh's, a new unwrapped toy or a cash donation. We will make sure it gets into your hands, Tanya, and hopefully we can help even more families out this That would year. be amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for founding the St. Nick Project. Thank you, guys. Kelly and Wood. All right, we got Winstock tickets to give away, and we are playing. Playing three in five. Yes, sir. We got Brooklyn on the phone ready to play right now. Brooklyn, what are you up to this morning? Um, on my way to work. Okay. All right. Brooklyn, you ever been to Winstock before? I have not. Oh. Well, come on now. On your way to work now, you could be on your way to Winstock this summer, you know what I'm saying? Huzzah. That would be amazing. Well, let's do this then. All right, so here's the game. We have five seconds on the clock. I'm going to ask you a question that has numerous answers, but I am going to need three answers from you, okay? All right. 
Now, are you good at comic books? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh. The game's the game. Right. All right. Change it now, Brooklyn. We're going to do our best here. All right. Here we go, Brooklyn. Are you ready? Yes. Kelly Jordan, are you ready? All right, Brooklyn. In five seconds, name three comic book characters. Oh. Ooh, didn't even get the back of the shoulder on that one. Man, oh, I thought for sure Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, Iron Man, yeah, yeah. a Wonder Darn. Woman. Let's let's be equitable here. Wonder Woman, sexist pig. Yes. <laughs> well, here's the news, Brooklyn. Unfortunately, you didn't win three and five. But if you start texting in the word podcast right now to three two zero six five six nine four five three, you could be getting hooked up because we're going to text somebody back to go to Winstock to see Jason Aldean, Cole Swindell, John Party, Russell Dickerson, and more. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks, Brooklyn. Kelly and Wood. I didn't say it. I just leaked it. That's what we have up today in the HR files as we are joined by our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen. Person could not come on, didn't want to come on, not okay. using any names here. Okay. Because apparently they're in a little bit of hot water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here's the, st- the door- story of it all. <laughs> Watch mouth. <laughs> I accidentally leaked an email that had two of my superiors being incredibly critical of another co-worker. As you can imagine, it did not go over well with that person once they saw it. My boss is now blaming me since I was the one who forwarded it on the email. Mm-hmm. He says that since his comments were all work-based, the fact that he was, and I'm using their words, a jerk is okay, but me losing containment of a confidential email is grounds for a write-up. <laughs> is this something I should take to his boss, or will I get more of the same? Uh, confidential. So I guess it would depend upon what like the nature of the email would be. Like, if it was in regards to like a write-up or like a performance review, like those types of things, you know, could fall into like a quote unquote, I'm air quoting here, confidential Mm -hmm. employee record, right? Mm -hmm. Well, like, unless you label it as such, like, hey, this is confidential information, this is personal information, discussing an an employee back and forth on an email shouldn't necessarily, you, you should, you should always assume that someone is going to see your correspondence. The confidential thing, they they might just throw that out there to say, oh, you're in trouble for leaking confidential information. You're not buying it. I don't think that's... I think this person is probably red in the face because their email got forwarded. Do you know how many times when I send emails to Bob Layton, I have to, like, stare at it? Is this going <laughs> to the right person? Now, it's funny you mention him because I once got pulled into his office. This was a long time ago. And he told me, do not put anything in an email... You are not okay with having read back to you in court. That's right. the same thing he's told me. You should assume anything Such that you write. Such good advice, man. I've deleted many emails, and yeah. I'm about to hit pam the send button on. And that's the thing with email. There is a there is literally a record of everything that you say. Whether you think if you delete it doesn't it doesn't necessarily come off the company database. I, I've had people print things out and leave emails on the printer. That oh, are about gosh. people or pay or, I mean, you name it. Looking mm. for different jobs? Uh, have, I mean, I, yeah, I've, you name it, I've probably seen it. Either, what? you know, people accidentally sending stuff or leaving screens on or whatever. Yeah. 
When I was first working here the first time, like back in 2000 or 99, whenever it was, like I didn't even own a printer, so I had to use all company stuff to apply for other jobs <laughs> and burn CDs and all that. Kind That's of nice. <laughs> hey, but I got the job. What would you do if you get forwarded a confidential email other than read it? So I have a, like, I have a disclaimer on the bottom of my email that says what to do. You delete it. Let the person know and delete it. Now, the thing that we haven't explored is... How did, so he said he leaked it. Like, if he accidentally got forwarded this email, or if he accidentally sent it to the, he's accidentally sent it to the other employee, right? So this one was, apparently the two superiors Mm -hmm. were pretty much saying this other employee's a moron. Mm -hmm. Back and forth to each other. Then they got asked, like, what's going on with this? The third person didn't know that conversation. Because you know, how many times do you get forwarded an email, and it's 37 email conversations? The chain, yeah. You just forwarded on and say, hey, what happened here? And then they went all the way down. And like a week prior, they were saying this person's a moron. Was there malicious intent? It's like, I can't really prove that. Yeah. I Yeah, I mean, I think I'd go, you can go to HR, you go to this person's boss, like, hey, I think I'm either being unfairly treated or because essentially what this manager was saying about this employee got out. Like, none of this is confidential. Mm-hmm. And if they're bad-mouthing an employee to another manager, yeah, I mean, they're not probably not going to get in trouble for it. Now, could they get talked to by HR about using... Like properly documenting employee information, not emailing back and forth. Sure, that could be that. That manager could probably get it. Not written up. They get you talked to. Like, hey, there's a time and a place that you can professionally document these performance issues and not be going bantering back and forth on company email. Is it okay to call somebody a moron at work? Uh, is Asking it, for myself, is it, by the way. Is it, is it a fireable offense? Probably not. If there's a string of you could you could consider that as harassment if you're calling them somebody a moron. What if the person is a moron? Well, there's probably better terms to use than moron. Dummy? Um, no, nah, not dummy. Not mm. challenged. Not dummy. Not stupid. <laughs> I would stray away from using insults. Um, they're having performance issues. Hey, really? Tom, my hands behind my back here, Sensen. <laughs> he doesn't live in our world. Well, he doesn't, he doesn't live in this world. <laughs> All right, well, I think we got to the bottom of another one. Yeah. And we'll continue to do it every week with our human resources guy, Brian Zenzen, in the HR file. See you next week, Brian. It's time for Happy Hour. Focusing on the good news with Kelly and Woods. I got great news for you. Stories about a young lady named Elle Gianelli. We'll refer to her as Elle from here on out. Mm-hmm. And she said she's a self-proclaimed grandma's girl. She loves her grandma, loves spending time with her. Now, her grandma is in a nursing home. Now, back in the seventh grade, Elle, who is now a junior in high school, she went to visit her grandma during the holidays, and she felt like it was just kind of like a lot of the older folks in there don't have family that can come visit, and it was just kind of a sad place to be during the holidays. So Elle got an idea. Old people, she said, love wearing silly, colorful socks. At least a lot of times during the holidays, they'll have some silly, colorful socks on. Mm-hmm. And she thought, you know what? I'm going to start the silly the socks for seniors and deliver silly socks to senior citizens. That's a lot of S's. That is a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I almost lost it there. So anyway, the first year, she just went to her grandma's nursing home and hooked up like 12 seniors with a silly pair of socks that they could all wear on Christmas. Then it started to grow because family members heard about it, and they told Elle, hey, if we donate some money, would you want to you know, get some more socks? And Elle said, yeah, I'd love to. I, I love doing this. I love seeing the look on their faces when I deliver them. Absolutely, I'll do that. Well, it's grown now since she was a seventh grader till now she's a junior in high school. And she has given socks to over an impressive 92 facilities in 48 states. 
Dang. That means, Wood, that our young lady L here has put socks on the feet of 4,812 senior citizens. Now, she said it's getting harder and harder to do because it's becoming more of a time commitment for her, as you can tell by this here. So she wants to get people to help. She wants to be able to buy more socks. She wants to be able to turn this into something bigger. So she started up a GoFundMe. Her GoFundMe now sits at nearly $10,000. Wow. And she said 100% of that money is going into buying socks for senior citizens. That's amazing. She's a junior in high school. Isn't that cool? It's it's good upbringing is what it is. It is, and it it shows you that there are good kids out there, man. Yep. Don't believe the hype, man. Turn. I'm I'm begging you, just turn off the news sometimes because, man, they just tell you the worst of everybody. There are good people all around us, and I don't care from young to old. There's yeah. good people around us making your good communities right, and it, those are the ones you got to pay attention to. If you want to hear the positive stories, you know where to come. Right here. We do it every day, man. Got to. All thanks to Audio Video Extremes. That was your happy hour. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Yup, Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We're going to give it a trashy score and put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're headed to Florida. Yes, that's where we have 61-year-old Ray Allen. Now, Ray lives with his wife, a 64-year-old young lady. But they were going through some problems. Fact, it was the middle of the day, and they were both pretty drunk. That'll happen in your 60s, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently they're hanging out on a Saturday, drinking in the middle of the day, and an argument starts. Now, according to the police report here, it doesn't say what the argument started about. But the two began yelling at one another in the kitchen. That's when Ray took it to the next step. That is when he got tired of his wife's bickering, he says, and he grabbed a rope sausage (laughs) off the counter and, according to authorities, whipped his wife in the face said sausage. As you can imagine, especially if that thing's, you know, a bunch of links together. Oh, man, that's a heavy sausage. Get that thing going with a little pow. Well, can imagine the old meat to the cheek sent her stumbling and sent her towards the phone where she called 911. The first to arrive on the scene were EMS workers where they noticed that, yep, Sure enough, she had pork smashed all over the side of her face and in her eye. Oh, ouch. That would be, is that spicy pork? That would hurt. Yeah, the hot Italian Yamahama. Well, they were able to wash the victim's eye out with saline solution. When authorities pulled up, Ray was quite adamant to the officers that, yeah, I did it. And now I'm mad because I'm down a couple links. When they asked him why they did all this, he said, look, we were arguing. I've been drinking. She's been drinking. It got out of hand. But you can't arrest me because after all, I didn't hit her. The sausage did. <laughs> Tried that defense before. Uh, sir, you're 61 years old. Do you not understand how this works? Well, believe it or not, the police weren't okay with the, the sausage did it. I didn't excuse. He was arrested and taken to jail. Where he now faces charges. It's probably a good place for him to be. Dry out a little bit. Uh, you think? Think about what you did. When you're using the finest dried meats as an attack. 
All right. Well, let's give this one a score, shall we, Wood? Please. Uh, two 60-year-olds being drunk in the middle of a day on a Saturday. I don't know. Is that trashy or is that just Saturday? You know the answer to this. What? It's trash. <laughs> I don't think it is, so I'm going to score low. 125. Right. I look forward to it. Me and my wife are in our 60s getting drunk on a Saturday afternoon. I'm not going to lie to you. I can definitely see this story. Reading <laughs> Kelly Jordan. I slapped his wife with a sausage. <laughs> Dude, she would kill me in five seconds. <laughs> and let's be honest, it would be a chorizo. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Kelly, no. And those are super greasy. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Dial it back a little bit here. All right. And then uh, getting into drunken arguments are trashy. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to get that 175. Deciding to take it out with a little sausage. I'm going to get that 200 points right there. Excuse me while I whip this out. Telling the police I didn't do it. The sausage did. That's a bold strategy. I'm going to get another 175 points right there. Mm. He was arrested. That's 75. How about the fact that you hit someone so hard with the link sausage that it busted and got in their eye. <laughs> I'll get that 100 points. You put some RPMs on that sweet meat right there. RPM <laughs> was like helicoptering it above his head. <laughs> it's coming at you. Ray's done had enough. <laughs> All right. Now, this is a pretty good score, Wood, if you're ready to hear it. Come on. I t- it's actually surprising at how high this score got, but that'll happen from time to time. Today, our woman hitting his wife with a sausage, not that kind, earns himself a respectable 900 25 points. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. All right, I'm going to play you a recording real quick of someone named Sarah Colwell, okay? Mm-hmm. This is her calling her bank. This is the way she used to sound. Yeah, I'm not actually ringing about my policy, though. Um, I'm ringing for a quote. Do you still want my policy number? Sounds like a typical British accent, right? Cross the pond. Well, a while back, she had to go to the hospital because she was having a really bad migraine headache. When she came out of the hospital, her accent was completely different. As a matter of fact, I have not actually heard my voice in the conversation for nearly three years now. She comes out with a Chinese accent. Don't laugh. Don't. Come on. That's the way she sounds. This is this is Sarah before. Yeah, I'm not actually ringing about my policy, though. Um, I'm ringing for a quote. Do you still want my policy number? Goes into the hospital, and then Sarah after. I have not actually heard my voice in the conversation for nearly three years now. Now, this is something called, how has this woman not been canceled? Because <laughs> it's not her fault. It's something called foreign language syndrome, and it affects 150 people on the planet Earth. No way. People, they don't know. They have no clue what causes it. They say that you either you suffer some severe trauma to the brain and it changes the way that you speak because it changes the way that you arrange words in your head. And so you come like people instantly makes you racist. (laughs) I don't. She's not trying to be racist. (laughs) I think think you're the racist one if you're saying that's racist. I don't know, man. You should hear the rest of her recording. I didn't even play the rest of it. It's even worse. But any, anyway, can I finish, please? Sure. So they've had people who have like gotten hit in the head with like a picture frame off the wall, and they speak normal English like you and I do, and they then they wake up with a British accent, or they'll they'll develop an Australian accent, and they have no idea why this happens. So they're following following Sarah's case very closely. Yeah. 
to find out why she went from this. Yeah, I'm not actually ringing about my policy, though. Um, I'm ringing for a quote. Do you still want my policy number? To this. Whoops. I have not actually heard my voice in the conversation for nearly three years now. I don't know if she's... I, I can't, there's no way this is a real thing. I don't know if she's pulling some kind of goof or what. But. This is like when Madonna adopts a new accent every six months. Yeah, but I don't know if you'd go with that one. Yeah, oh, right? You know, and then just be blatantly... Who? <laughs> I, I mean, like, all right. But, to, do, but, okay, doctors say this has happened to 150 people before. It's extremely rare. If, if this is real, yes. it's actually pretty heartbreaking. Because you know everywhere she goes, as right. soon as she starts talking like that. Like, hey, 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 hey. Yes. We don't do that here. No, that's not okay. This is the way I talk. Yeah, no. I'm, no, I'm not. In, no, don't I'm just, you dare. I'm imitating her, imitating right. somebody else. And there's, a, there's a buffer zone there. <sighs> Either way, foreign language syndrome, you can look it up. It's There's 150 documented cases of it. I, I couldn't work with this person. No. I would just be... Well, she's like she's trying to get her old accent back. That's why she has a record. This this recording right here is from her bank because she has no like recording of her voice anywhere, which is weird. You would think there'd be videos or something. Voicemail, yeah. But yeah, but so she. Yeah, I'm not actually ringing about my policy though. Um, I'm ringing for a quote. Do you still want my policy number? So she's like listening to old recordings of herself trying to get her old accent back. All right. It's that's it's why hey man, the human brain is interesting and it'll do some wild stuff. I'm with you. I mean it could unlock stuff, but still I just can't believe that we landed on you know, nineties TV. What this? I have not actually heard my voice in the conversation for it's, nearly three years now. But that you know what? I don't I don't think that's a goof. Like, I really don't. Like, I, you, why would you do that? Right. Especially in today's day and age. Because you're not making yourself, like, your life is not right. easier because of that. It's not like it's funny if you're, it's it's only because it's so stereotypical that it's, right. that it's kind of funny. Like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm super uncomfortable now. <laughs> I should have stuck with the sand story from yesterday. Hey, look, someone texted in. I found the sand interesting. That's you texting in. I'm not buying it that. A fir- it's a first time texter said, I found the sand interesting. Thank you. My God. Let's move on, Wood. I don't. I think we're getting a little sophomoric now. Uh, either way, maybe you didn't find this one interesting. I fi- we, I should have I pulled a different case study that was not quite so. Well, I think they're all going to be. Right. They, they're all extremely stereotypical. Maybe it just kind of lives in our brain somewhere, you know, because we've heard it, heard it, heard it, heard sure. it. Sure. And then you get blasted in the dome. And that's where it sticks. And it's just like, it, that comes out for some reason. Yes. That could be. That is... Well, I couldn't take her serious, though. Right. Let's Good move- for those doctors, because I'd, I'd be like, get the hell out of here. Let's move on. I'm getting nervous, dude. I feel like we shouldn't have giggled at that. Uh, maybe you didn't. Maybe I you didn't, a lot of inappropriate things. Maybe you didn't find this one interesting. I actually really did, and I can't believe this is a real thing that exists. But if you didn't like it, I'll have another one for you tomorrow. And you might not like that one either, but I don't care, because sometimes... <laughs> Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our very first break of the day. We covered a lot of ground today, including I don't have enough tools for a tool chest. Yes. You're deep into cleaning your house. It's my sweet baby girl's birthday, and I can't say no to her. Sweet baby girl's house. Mm -hmm. And did I find a boat? Oh. We talked about all that this morning, and you'll hear it all right now in the bonus track. Kelly and Wood. Yeah, man. Come on. Just start the show positive one time. Oh, I'm positive. Not insulting me the second we turn on the mics. I'm positive. Not making fun of me, telling me I'm not in the chat room yet, which I'm not. Do you not want to do the show? No, I do. (laughs) Let's change it up, though. Let's do something totally different for 2024. It's not 2024 yet. It's getting close. We might as well start now. Okay. 
I, you know what I, you know, I, you know how I go down weird YouTube wormholes, and it's mostly my algorithm is all messed up. That's why we got the story about sand yesterday. Yeah. Do you know that the Panama Canal is drying up? Did you know that? And they think by February 2024 that about 75% of the traffic through the Panama Canal is not going to be able to happen? I'm not buying that. Well, you don't buy any facts. I, exactly. How many How many times do you need to get told that this this massive, oh, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, and then never happens? Well, a lot. I need to be told more and more. <laughs> All the alarmist stuff to me. Now, will some of it come through? Yeah, because bad things do happen on the planet. Well, especially when it's man versus nature. Nature always wins. But I just get the feeling that all, we're, we're told all this terrible. I'm not going to lie to you. How many things did we watch in elementary school that oh, told yeah. me we were going to be done? Oh, I thought for sure it would be over by now. <laughs> when I was in the fourth grade, I was convinced the ozone layer oh, man. <laughs> would be my undoing. I would get mad at my mom for using hairspray. Right. You're killing us. And, and and didn't the ozone layer like fix itself or yeah. some crazy thing like that? No, and I get it. Like we did things to you know help that along. Oh yeah, we haven't exactly treated Mother Earth fairly, but she seems to bounce back every time. So that's my deal. Like you know, like my parents live in Las Vegas currently. Yeah, and the whole big deal out there is Lake Mead drying up. Well, it's coming back now. Well, and like their all their drinking water was going to be gone and all right. this stuff. And, Isn't it up like twenty feet or something like that? Well, and that's kind of what my dad said. Is like. I guess they've been saying this for 50 years. So when I lived when I lived in Austin, Texas, there's a lake there called Lake Travis, and there's no there's only one. A lot of good football players come from that area. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You should see their high school football stadium. It is you wouldn't even believe it, dude. Garrett Wilson went to Ohio State, plays for the Jets now. Went to the Lake Travis. Yeah. It's it's high. It's yeah. it's big money out there too, and it's it's incredible. It's a beautiful place, and it's amazing they're able to do it with no water. <laughs> well, the, no, the thing is, is that lake will get really low. So there's only one non-man-made lake in the whole state of Texas. And it's more of a swamp than anything. Everything else is a reservoir. Now that is a hell of a fact. You should have brought that on. Maybe it's just me. Can I say, I mean, maybe it's just me. Is it for three more hours? Maybe I could bring that back. <laughs> well, no one cares about Texas. We don't live in Texas. But the, the thing is that lake would get super low and I would panic every time. I was like, well, that's it. We're out of water. Here we go. And it got really low this year, I guess. And it's coming back again. It always does. Mother nature but, takes okay. care of herself. Yes, you are right. But when we interfere with Mother Nature, that's when I think we run into problems, and that's the Panama Canal. Which, I don't know if you know the history of the Panama Canal. It is amazing that they could even do something like that, especially back then. Mm-hmm. And, like, hundreds of people died of mostly malaria because they didn't even really understand, like, jungle diseases at the time. Right. So everyone's getting malaria, spreading it to everybody else, and just dying off like crazy. Sounds like fun. Well, what were you? What would you have done for work back then? You wouldn't have gotten this job, I guarantee it. Yeah, there was professionals back then. Well, I'm not working hard either. Doing radio, we got a full eight hours. (laughs) I don't know, guys. I guarantee they were out, but they're working out there with steam shovels and dynamite, and just it was crazy. So anyway, the 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 man made lake that they made for Lake Mead. Here's here's another. Maybe it's just me. Oh, here we go. We're starting off early today. Every time a ship goes through the man made lake there that they made to create the Panama Canal, the, the that man-made lake loses 50 million gallons of water every time a ship goes through it. But normally that's replenished through rain and everything, but they've been in a drought down there, so every time a ship goes through, it's taking 50 million gallons of water with it. What, because it like has to adjust the levels and then it goes into right. the next... the ballasts and everything else, and it dumps okay. it in the ocean. 
So I, that's interesting to me. I didn't know that. No, neither near do I. So but. if a, every ship that goes through is taking 50 million gallons of water, which is the same amount of water that about 2,000 people use in a year. Mm. Dang, I had all. I should have saved all of this. Uh, yeah. Oh. If you're listening right now, I'm redoing this for maybe it's just me later. <laughs> Forget all I said or any of this. Because my maybe it's just me yesterday was the worst one yet. It hit rock bottom yesterday. The only way to go from there is up. Yeah, well. If you don't know what maybe it's just me is, it's just something we do at 845 where I bring something to the show that only I find interesting. And yesterday was about sand. Mm-hmm. And I found it interesting. I was begging for you to throw some flat earth stuff in there. That's was, how bad it was. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in a flat earth, so why would I even talk about it? Uh, I don't have a wrap today. Shoot. Oh, man. That's two days in a row. Well, I've been, because you got me working right up until I turned the mics on. Sorry about that. Got a busy day today. All right, let's get it going. If only that were true. <laughs> and it is Wednesday, so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, some of that was true. Oh, man. So I went and picked up my Christmas, or my birthday gift that my wife got me yesterday. Mr. Kelly. She got me like a big tool chest because I've been asking for one for a lot. Like one that's on wheels and everything. All right. With like a, with like a workbench on the top. The whole shooting match. A rolling toolbox. Right. Okay. So I went and got it yesterday. And first of all, the guy, and I I don't know if you ever worked on a loading dock at like a department store or whatever. You watch mouth. People up. Why? Of course I didn't. Oh, I was like, okay, I guess that was somehow an insult. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't warned you yet this morning. I had to get it in. <laughs> Running new. So, so I, I, you know how people always pull up in like a Honda Civic and they ordered like a curio cabinet yeah. you know, or a chest of drawers and you're like, come on. You didn't, you didn't, especially back in the day when TVs were just gigantic mm-hmm. and people would have the tiniest of cars and you had to take them out of the box, put them in the bag, whatever. I pull up in the Tiguan yesterday. Tiguan. And the guy says to me, uh, guy, I don't think this toolbox is going to fit in the back of this thing. Ooh. I said, would you just go grab it and let the Tiguan do what the Tiguan do? He's like, all right, guy. Okay. I <laughs> <got you>. <laughs> <laughs> he drops it on his way back. <laughs> and anyway, so we got it in the back of the Tiguan. Just fine. Pretty as you please. Oh. Room to spare, even. How dare he question it? And it's a big toolbox. But anyway, so I get it home, and I'm like, yes, going to put my tools in here. Yeah. Let's go. That thing is like 18% full. I, I, I'm not a man. I, I don't have tools. You get them. You'll, you'll, you'll acquire them. Now I have the space to acquire mm-hmm. the tools, right? But it was it was so exciting. I don't know if there's anything more manly than putting together a tool. I just had to put the casters on the bottom. It was no big deal. Oh, yeah. I didn't assemble it all that much. But then just like grabbing all my tools, like, all right, wrenches here, screwdrivers here. Oh, yeah. Put my channel locks in this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was one drawer. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is... Now, but you you will start to... You'll be amazed at how many tools you'll require. Oh, yeah. Because now, because I'm packing up all my crap. Yeah. I honestly got... I organized all my tools. Right. I, I'm not playing with you, bro. I'm telling you right here and now, I have 35 flathead screwdrivers. Good. 35. You're halfway there. To have it a full set. <laughs> if I literally, if both of my hands turned into octopuses, right, I would have enough screwdrivers for every tentacle. Yeah, on both hands, it makes no sense. Yeah, well, no sense because it's one of those things where, like, shoot, I need a screwdriver. Oh, you you grab one from somebody else's house, like, oh, dude, can I borrow a screwdriver? And then you just end up with a ton of them. Well, that's that's theft. <laughs> you well, never take a man's tool and don't give it back. I, I have taken... So my, my dad was a handyman. That mm-hmm. dude could build, fix, create anything on earth. It, it was an amazing... That dude could have been a millionaire. He was so creative when it came to building and designing things. But 
He has tools for everything in his garage. Oh, yeah. And now me and my brother are shooting text back all the time like, hey, do you have that tool that would do this? Oh, yeah, it's in my garage. I thought it would be okay if I acquired it. Just go ahead, man. <laughs> Siphon it off. But we're trying to keep his garage as like the place, my dad's garage. My dad passed away seven years ago, if mm-hmm. you don't know. But uh, we're trying to keep his garage as like the place you go. If you need to fix a car or whatever, because it's heated also. Ooh. So it's like, if you need to fix a car, let's leave all the tools there. And then, you know. Okay. Then, you know, I get it. Instead of taking that wrench and this wrench and, mm-hmm. you know, and then you go to fix your car and there's nothing there. My God, I'm talking too much. The I'm sorry. 10 millimeter socket that always ends up missing. <laughs> right. The- I've got, honest to God, I've got a pile of those, about 75 of them. Really? Every time I go to the, the hardware store, I just grab a 10 millimeter. Because you're going to need it, and it's going to disappear. You know what you need a lot for working on the Tiguan? Those star bits. Like the star mm-hmm. wrench heads. You need a ton of those for that thing. Germans, man. <laughs> I know. It's a good design because you don't end up stripping the thing then when you're... Right. I, I'm, let me stop talking. I'm so sorry. Why? I don't know. This is so boring. We're talking about tools and fixing cars. Spread your wings and fly, man. This ain't car talk. Can I tell you something, though? Well, we got... Do you want to save it? Because we got like... We, well, we got like two minutes. Let's just save it. Is there anything we can use to... I can play the Minnesota Shuffle to fill up two minutes. How about this? I'm going to tell you about this. We have the Kelly and Wood Christmas party coming up next Thursday. I am really looking forward to this because you and I talked about we should do something for good, right? We want to raise money or get toys. Well, we got hooked up, thanks to a listener text, about with the St. Nick Project. Right. Right here in central Minnesota. A little bit later on, we're going to have some people come in with the St. Nick Project, explain what they do. And I'm telling you, I'm just kind of figuring out from their Facebook page, wow, they do some great yeah. stuff. They're going to be out there at the Kelly and Wood Christmas party. So if you are coming out, we've had a couple of people already text in like, hey, what time does it open? It opens, by the way, all day. Raleigh's is open all day. Right. It's a normal day at Raleigh. So go there and have lunch and hang out till we get there. Exactly. You can get the cheeseburger that Kelly got the other day oh there. Oh my God. Dude, I didn't eat even I didn't even eat dinner that night. I was still full from that burger I had at lunch. You look you almost fell asleep at the table as we were planning the Kelly One Christmas party. It was the uh, what was it called? The farm burger? I forget what it was yes. called. It had, it had a slice of bacon on it. It had a slice of ham on it, a fried egg on top. And then she said, Do you want I was a little hungover on Monday. And she was like, ah. She was like, do you want the double patty? Send it, sister. Give it to me. And you got it. <laughs> and so like, if you want to go out there and hang out there, we're going to be out there starting around 6 o'clock. Kelly Jordan's going to play some quick mix. Uh-huh. We're going to be hanging out for a while. And then we're going to kick off the show. We're going to do some stuff from the show. We'll do like a trash flash. We're going to do some feuds. We're going to have a ton of tickets. A ton of tickets, man. We got Stapleton tickets. We got Winstock tickets. And plus, we have a grand prize. We're going to take care of you all summer. I love it, man. It's free to get in. Oh, yeah. Free to get in. You can't win, can't pay. Just got to show up. Pretty excited, man. This dude I messaged about a 1989 Bayliner Capri yesterday messaged me back this morning. Oh, yeah. That's why I've been a little distracted on the radio here this morning. I've noticed. Well, this is, I mean, this is important business. Well, maybe the most important for you. I've gotten a truck or I've gotten something to tow a boat. Now I just need to replace my boat. And a 1989 Capri Bayline, it would be right up my alley. I don't want anything too nice. The summer of Kelly's coming together. It is, right? Watch Last it. year was the summer of Wood. It was. This Could is this the, be the summer of Kelly? It was pretty close to being the summer of Kelly last year, but like I don't want I don't want to here's the thing. I want a boat that if, you know, it gets a big old scratch in the side, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Otherwise I'll be like, oh man, this so this boat is perfect. And and, and I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. I'm just super excited the guy messaged me back. Okay. 
So when, is, when, when is D-Day? By the way, I mean that is decision day. Uh, I don't know. It's weird now to shop for a boat in the winter because they're all wrapped up. So you can't really go look at anything. Oh, okay. So you can't like pull it back or anything? Right. And there's a place called Channel Marine. I'm going to go look at a boat there. So it, it, I, I'm taking my time. I got, what, five, six months till I can get it on the water anyway. So just taking my time, taking her easy. Now, is this like a relationship for you? Like when you know it's the right one, you know? I feel like this 1989 Bayliner is the right one. It's blue, so I could call it the Bluegill 2. Bluegill 2.0? Right. Okay. But is it nice? I don't know. But it doesn't matter because you're just going to throw 627 speakers in there, <laughs> a crap load of LEDs. I love when people are like, yeah, the stereo isn't that good. I'm like, I don't care. I'd have gutted it all out anyway. Don't you worry about that. I need my buddies. The only reason, the only reason I even like going out on the boat is listening to music. <laughs> like being out on the water, listening to music. Last year when I was fishing with my son, like I finally took my son, just me and him out fishing. That was the highlight Golly, maybe of the past seven years for me, being out there like that with my son. Just music playing, because we both like the same kind of music. Mm -hmm. Fishing, and then it's like, all right, it's hot as hell. Let's jump in the water for a while. Oh, man, I I, I really hope I can get You a, were living. I hope I can get a boat secured by this summer. But it's it's tough to buy a, a something to tow a boat and a boat all in the same year. I have not heard a single reason for you not to buy the boat. Well, money. Money, so is, money is a reason. Comes and goes. It does. Go make more. But I have zero dollars put aside for retirement, so. Honestly, God, it's weird you mentioned that, because we had another guy across the hall this morning ask me, he says, hey, Wood, you ever think about retirement? Who said that to you? Uh, the the oh, old man across the hall. The guy who should be retired. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, I love him. I love him. I'm just kidding. And I told him, I said, Why? I don't yeah. want to. And he said the same thing. He's like, no, I love what I do. There's a guy who does a podcast that used to be a radio show. My favorite radio host of all time. His name is Joe Souchere. And he is now in his 70s. And he's still doing it. And he's still good at it. Mm -hmm. Like, I still listen to his podcast almost every day. So if we can stay relevant, the thing, here's the thing I worry about, though. We're in a medium where it's like, do we, are we going to age out where people don't want to listen to us anymore because they're like, oh, these two old guys on the radio. No one wants to listen to us now. I mean, you talked about a... Oh, and you want me out there buying boats. <laughs> wow. I'm just saying, if the, if work hasn't gotten scared yet, what's going to stop them from there? I just, I don't know. Like, look at now how we have, you know, we'll have people text in and be like, oh, my, my six-year-old loves listening to you guys mm -hmm. in the morning. Well, in 30 years, that six-year-old will be 36. Well, I'll have right one, in the demo. I'll have, <laughs> I'll have one foot in the grave and one on a banana peel at that time. Hey, if we last 30 years, we've had a hell of a run, Oh, buddy. a hell of a run. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen often. Uh, speaking of youngsters. Yes. Today's my baby girl's birthday. What, she's seven now? She is. My gosh. And it could be a huge day. She has her first ever wiggly tooth, and you can see like the adult tooth coming in behind it. So yeah. this tooth does not have long. And it's been wiggly for, I'd say, about five days. Now, I don't know the, you know, the, ra the ratio between wiggly tooth to then falling out, but I assume we're getting pretty close here. Yeah. I will tell you this, though. I was scared to death when I found out we were having a girl. Mm -hmm. And I've talked about this on the air before. I didn't grow up around girls, all right? Like, the closest young girl I had growing up was my cousin, who I loved to death, but she lived in a different house. She lived down the street. Right. I didn't really know how to handle being a girl dad. Mm -hmm. Like, boys, I understand the tough love. 
Right. I understand you got to smack your kid upside the head sometimes. You got to show him the right way. I've never done that to my child. You got to let him make the mistakes, and then you correct it. I get that as a boy. The girl, I didn't know. But I will tell you this. Here and now, brother. December 6th. Year of our Lord, 2023. Yes. I can't tell my daughter no. Well, I can't. Yeah. I have tried. I have tried to be. Like, Everett's. Man, I could roll out of bed and tell that boy no. No yeah. issue whatsoever. But my sweet little baby girl. Yeah. Because her big discussion has been, what do you want to do for your birthday? Mm-hmm. Your birthday dinners are a big deal, as you found out before. Oh, yeah. As a kid, that's it, man. I said, whatever you want to do. She says, I want to go to a fancy restaurant. Okay, well, what's a fancy restaurant? A restaurant where people seat you. Okay. I was like, so a hostess stand. So we're talking about Applebee's here? What right. are we talking? So I said, okay, well, what do you want to eat at said fancy restaurant? And she was adamant about this. Fish sticks. <laughs> I don't know if we really get the word fancy with fish sticks, but either way. So I'm like trying to work this out. And she's been changing her mind because then she wanted to eat at home. Because if I eat at home, as soon as I'm done eating, it's birthday cake time. Right. Versus we go out. Uh, and then we got to come back home and eat birthday cake. She yeah. wants birthday cake right away. Right. Got to get it in. And speaking of birthday cakes, I bought her the expensive one. The one that's yeah. dressed up like a puppy. Cost me an extra 10 bucks. My baby girl wanted it. Well, it's the way it's going to be forever, Wood. So guess what? Now, she has decided, because I asked her, who who does she want to come? She wants Sean to come. Sean's family to come. My sister-in-law to come. I've got like 10 people going to an all-you-can-eat sushi place tonight. Wow, your daughter likes sushi? She likes chicken fried rice, and she likes it from this place. So it's got to be this, and I want marble sodas. You know the little sodas where you pop the oh, top yeah, in? Oh, yeah, those are fun. They're actually really good. But yeah. and, and so there I was, and I told her yes. Lock, stock, and barrel. Because if I ever do try to tell her no, and she knows it, this is this is borderline warfare. She goes the whole, oh, you know, the yeah. eye blink and looks over her little glasses please. And I'm like, whatever you want, baby girl. <laughs> and I told Andrea, I was like, look, I can handle the boy, but the girl, you're going to have to step it up here. I, I can't be single dad in it against Murphy because I am powerless. Yeah. Against the young, sweet little apple of my eye. We're, I'm lucky that we don't let my kids eat fast food all that often. So on their birthdays, they want fast food. They splurge. Right. I'm like, sweet. <sighs> Dad can handle a little McDonald's for your birthday. It Maybe is, a little Chick-fil-A. Oh, it is just so hard. They're, her little eyes. And I know she what she's doing. I yeah. know what she's doing. And it doesn't work like with Andrea's like, please. I'm like, no, what are you out of your mind? Yeah. Are you crazy? But Murphy, for some reason, she can turn on. Rachel texts in. You can't say no to a baby girl. My daughter has gotten lobster out of the tank for her third and fourth birthday because that's what she wants. Yep. I, same thing with my daughter. When, when I was super poor, I had the hardest time saying no to my daughter. Like uh, when it came to American Girl doll, she wanted all this accessories and all this stuff, and I finally had to say no. Is put me in the poor house. And I, you know what's funny? I still look back at that, and it breaks my heart that I had to tell her no. Does she even remember though? No, hell no. She was like, she was probably like seven years old or something. She won't remember any of it. But like now, it's like if she wants, because she's really into vinyl, of course, as you know, records is all mm-hmm. young teenagers are again. And it's like, and they're expensive, like yeah. 30 bucks a record. And I have the hardest time telling her no. So I'm like, all right, fine. Get that record that you already have the CD and that I already pay for Spotify for so you can listen to it at any time. Let's get the vinyl. Let's bring that home. It's tough, dude. It is. 
It and, is. And I hope I always hope that my daughter grows up one day and is just like, ah, my dad was a good dude. Oh, I'm sure she will. But how do you dads with multiple girls do it? Oh, man. You got to work seven jobs. Minimum. <laughs> right? Minimum. Like, I, when Murphy comes to me and she's like, can I get a car? Yeah. Yeah. You can have mine. My, I, I, she can absolutely. <laughs> here's a Tiguan. The Tiguan. <laughs> it's got 400,000 miles on it, but you can get a couple more years out of her. And it smells like mold. <laughs> Yeah, you get used to it. Yeah. What's a little black lung? <laughs> your left eye won't work after a year of driving it. You're young. Your lungs will heal themselves. Oh, man. Yep. We're, we're in for a long road, brother, and it's just the way it is. I, so I just, I I hope that I can get stronger with all of this, you and won't. I hope that, I you know, Andrea can, I can tag her in like a WWE match. Right. But I don't know. I and it really did hit me yesterday that I am flat out powerless yeah. against a three foot terrorist at this point in time. Who knows if she wants something? Just go to dad. Yep, that's the way it is, man. Hey, we're lucky though. We're Damn lucky right to have, we are. We're lucky to have daughters. I, I was I, when I found out I was having a little girl. I was ecstatic. I just was. I always wanted to be a girl dad. Yeah, yeah. Just because I'm not, you know. Oh, don't get me wrong. It is the best job in the world. I got no qualms about it, but man, I've got to toughen up. Yeah, you do. Just take it out on your son. Make oh, trust his, me, I do. Make his life worse. I'm like, yeah, you want two cookies? Maybe take efforts. <laughs> no, you don't get any. It's called disappointment. <laughs> get used to it. Yeah. All right, uh, should we do history, my friend? Come on. Come on now. Ah, oh, here you go. My daughter's 24, and I still can't tell her no from Chris. I know it's going to get worse for me, too. My brother has four girls from Daryl. Oh, dang. How many jobs does he work? <laughs> Not enough. I'd have six jobs. I'd be on welfare. Mm. I'd be asking for all the help I could get. God bless y'all. All right, Wood. Let's get down to business here. Come on. Let's get down to brass tacks. In 1884 on this day. The Washington Monument. This unmissable marble and granite structure towers 169 meters above the city's notoriously low-rise skyline. In 1884, the Washington Monument was completed. Now, that is the gigantic pyramid. Right. right? Okay. And I think that, I mean, it, there's all kinds of conspiracy theories around that thing. Illuminati this. That's like the middle of a pentagram. And if you like, if you look at Washington, D.C. from the sky, mm-hmm. the streets are shaped like a pentagram. Well, and I do, I, maybe not the pentagram part, but there is a lot of that hidden messaging in that stuff. Oh, hell yeah. Especially from back in the day, like the Masons and everything else. Yeah, the founding fathers were into that stuff. And, and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go all the way down the road on a conspiracy theory, but that one seems to have a little bit of legs to it. Yeah. On this day, Wood, in 1964... Ready, Rudolph? Ready, Santa! Okay, Rudolph, full power! On this day in 1964, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer debuted on NBC. The holiday movie moved to CBS in 1972. Can I I say something without being judged instantly? What, that those movies aren't any good? No, 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 no. Yeah, we get it. I honestly feel bad for Rudolph. You're supposed to. Well... No, but in the fact of the only reason everybody want him is because he could help them. Yep. And then all of a sudden I'm supposed to be happy about this? I don't know, man. I don't know. And Rudolph's a better person than I because if they came back to my door, I'd probably tell him to kick rocks. Yeah. Well, you would have disappointed millions of children on San- on Christmas then. Was it me? Uh, they started this? I don't know. See? And this is where it comes. It's kind of San- messed up. When Santa comes calling, you answer no matter what it is. Well, if you have the means to help them, you help. Hey, Santa, how about you get these reindeer in line? Because they're a bunch of a-holes. And they learn that. It's about learning a life lesson. 
You you miss the lesson all the time. You know why? Because you go you go red hot right away. Well, honestly, and then you don't pay attention. You just go red hot. Yeah, about seventy five percent. in when I get upset, I just storm out of the room. <laughs> just change it for. We're not watching this. Have anymore. you ever even seen the end of it? it no. It's a pretty triumphant story. I don't really remember what happens. I remember they all come back, and then he gives in. I'm like, what a weakling. No, he's he's doing what Santa asked of him. Well, then then and he saved Christmas that year. Then maybe I'm wrong in that one. On this day in 2011, Mr. Baldwin is an American treasure, and I am ashamed at the way he was treated. I mean, what harm would it do to let him keep playing his game? Not any game, mind you, but a word game for smart people. Alec Baldwin has kicked off an American Airlines flight for playing a game on his phone after attendant asked him to stop. Mm-hmm. What he seemed—that made him seem more douchey than anything he's ever done. Well, well I guess punching sh- that guy for taking his parking spot was kind of douchey. Well, and. He also did shoot a person. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And by the way, how did that just uh, go away? It kind of got brushed under the rug, didn't it? Isn't that amazing? Like Hollywood, they they do, a, and I get it. Like it wasn't totally his fault, but still, yeah, it's just it just goes away. If it would have been anybody else, a, a regular human being, it'd have been you. It'd have been me. You oh, and dude, your car. You, there's it, no way you're getting the, no. the mulligans that these cats get. They would have brought the electric chair to my house if and, that would have been me. And that's the thing. Like, Alec Baldwin has a long history of just being a complete wang. Yep. And, uh, oh, yeah. No, it's Alec Baldwin. He's doing Saturday Night Live this week. Hey. <laughs> okay. Let's, so? Let's do a birthday real quick, Wood. All right. See, I, you're getting me fired up. I know. You, you the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer got you angry. Now, Alec Baldwin's. You know if you go Baldwin into Rudolph, you got a powder keg. <laughs> uh, celebrating a birthday today. No, Kelly Clarkson. Not Steve Carell, but the writer of the and creator of the 40-year-old version, Judd Apatow. Man, for a while there, everything that dude was putting out was a massive success. Knocked Up, 40-Year-Old yeah. Virgin, both, both of those were gigantic movies. I'm going to say, I don't really even know, uh, if he walked in didn't, here right now, I wouldn't know who he was. I, I've seen him on Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee. Didn't he do a Dodgeball? Wasn't that his movie also? Judd I think Apatow? he had a hand in it. Okay. I, I'm going to say he's 50. I have no idea. Uh, you're a little bit low on that. Judd Apatow today is the ripe old age of... <laughs> 56, but still, that's a lot of hit movies at the age of 56. Heck yeah, it is. And I don't even know if he's that funny. You know, like, now looking back, like... Maybe the, he's got the vision. The 40-year-old version is still pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Knocked Up is still pretty funny. I don't know. They, they kind of just seem like stoner comedies to me, though. Well, in some of those movies, you know, they do age out. Oh, you know? yeah. Absolutely. Uh, all right, of course, if it's your birthday... Dang, that's it for birthdays? Yeah, uh, we're going to move along. Look at... Oh, hey, happy birthday... To my baby yeah, girl. the most special birthday. Mm-hmm. Well, that in December 25th, but wow. today's a pretty big one. Too. Yeah.